This week on the show is Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram of the United States Space Force. She's an author and an advocate working to support trans service members. From the Transverse Network, this is The Transgender Show, an interview program about self-acceptance and discovery. I'm your host, Emily. This week on the show is Danny. She works as a manager in the male-dominated electrical sector and hosts support groups for trans teens and adults in Northern California. All right. For those of uh, us, which is none of us that don't know, um, why don't you uh, start with how you identify and what your pronouns are? So I identify as a transgender woman and my uh, pronouns are she and her. Absolutely. Awesome. And um, my favorite question to start with, how did you choose your name? So I've heard this on your show. Of course, I've been over here for a long time. Um, What I did was I kept my name uh, to the initials of my old dead name. Um, and there's a reasoning behind it and I'll tell you it here in a minute, but, um, first of all, my, my first name is Danielle. Um, that's my legal real name. Um, I go by Danny. Danny's my good nickname. I love it. Um, people can vibe with it. It's, I, I think it's so cool. Um, but Danielle, when my second ex-wife and I were having a child, we actually named the children before and if it was a boy, it was going to be Tyler. Mm-hmm. And if it was a girl, it was going to be Danielle. And um, it was really funny because my wife named the boy and I named the girl. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, it was a boy. So um, I got to keep the name Danielle for myself, which was even better. Um, and that made for a good story. Uh, now, I was trying to find out a middle name because my middle initial started with K. And um, my middle name is Kennedy, and I got that from one night. I was I just couldn't think of a good name that would just flow with it. And um, one night I was watching the History Channel, and it was about the Kennedys, and I was like, "Oh my God, there it is, Danielle Kennedy." And so that's how I chose my name. This is very sweet. I love it. I um I we've had other people on the show that have taken their name from a a chosen child's name that ended up being the other gender. So they got to keep it and use it for themselves. I love that. And the good part about it is, um, in my work email, it goes by D Gallion, um, which is my last name at whatever EEI. And I got to keep my email address because they didn't put the actual name on there. So it worked out perfect. Good benefit. I love it. So, when did you first realize that you were trans and when did you when did you um when did you apply that term specifically to yourself oh this is going to show my age um (laughs) i didn't i didn't actually know the term uh trans um i didn't know much of anything about um about it what i didn't know is is that at a young age i felt different i didn't know what that difference was i didn't know how to to um talk to people or ask um of course we had no internet back then um we um there wasn't anybody on the prominent show that was playing on this so i knew i was different i didn't know about transgender people probably until i wouldn't say it was like the late 90s early early 2000s and i knew more about actually we didn't even have the transgender umbrella then but at least I knew that they were, um, and I hate this word, but transsexuals at the time. 
And so that's what I started filling it. And what, what was it specifically that, that cracked your egg? Um, well, okay, so I did this a long time ago. 2001 is when I started transitioning for the first time in my life. I felt different. I felt weird. I went to a support group. And, and quite honestly, it was a support group for cross-dressers. And it threw me for a loop, to be honest with you, because I couldn't, I couldn't associate with their fetish of wearing women's clothes because it felt more normal to me than more of a fetish. So um, I guess that's where that portion came from. And then that's where my egg cracked the first time. And I came out again for the second time um, a little over three years ago. Um, yeah, I I remember struggling early on with understanding what the two different terms meant, transgender and transsexual, which one applied to what and all of that. I think that was even before I identified as as trans. So. Well, back then it was it was it was really hard because it everything associated with porn. And mm -hmm. um, if you were labeled a transsexual, you were part of the porn industry and it was horrible and you didn't want to be labeled that being transgender now. Perfect. Being transsexual back then, not so much. <laughs> now that you've got that the hindsight of knowing and being able to connect those dots, what were some of the clues that you would end up uh, identifying as transgender? I think the first thing that um, kind of stuck in my mind, and this is going to be, yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I used to have bladder infections a lot and very abnormal for a male to have bladder infections. Um, so when my mom actually took me to um, the doctor um, and struggled with that all through my childhood and that portion um, that I was a that I had this and I was had more feelings um, that were different and then come to find out later on in life because I actually had the money enough to uh, get the test done but I am um, I do have the XXY um chromosome hmm. syndrome as well. and so <clears throat> which explained a lot of stuff but yeah that's when it first kind of dawned on me that something was different and um those bladder infections actually came because of of a portion of that i believe that portion of intersex was was more of being um you know in between which is which is true even though i had female feelings and female uh you know, thoughts and portions of that. I was very, uh, I was very anti-transgender. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be a female. I didn't, I, I fought it. I fought it for a very long time. And um, I went through a lot of stuff in order to deem myself more male. And I just epically failed obviously so um actually I, I made a great life for myself but i just wasn't happy i was not happy at all so once you you've come to the realization and you've accepted it um was there a i mean you, you did kind of mention a little bit of it but i want to dive into the struggle that you felt in coming to terms with it <laughs> oh boy <laughs> that's the fun part um so High school, I was a jock. I was the ultimate jock, actually. Um, I I played football and baseball. Actually, I played varsity football for two years, varsity baseball for three years. Mm -hmm. Won many, 
many accomplishments and awards in it. But I was also in the choir and was in drama class. And um, a funny story that I had from back then is when I was in middle school, I loved drama. Drama was amazing. And when I was in middle school, my drama teacher told me that I would be one of the best actors in the world back then. And I was like, huh. Lo and behold, I made that happen for 47 or 46 years. So, <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. he was absolutely right. I was the best at what I did. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really tough trying to prove myself. I went into the military. Um, I got, I got, you know, scholarships to go play baseball and, and different stuff. And, um, chose the military to go in and I went in the military to prove my maleness to prove myself that um, these female feelings were not actually me. Mm-hmm. The worst part about it is I have been married and divorced three times. And I was divorced all three times because I am transgender. And I did not learn from one or two um, and had to make it a third time. But then again, I always say if you don't beat them, you join them. So... Here I am. <laughs> well, and the old adage, if you don't succeed uh, first, try, try again. And, and you you tried <laughs> twice, so there you are. <laughs> Three strikes, I'm out. So. Um, did you have a particular role model or confidant that helped you and, and helped you kind of come to terms with yourself and then also like take the initial steps? So to be honest with you, um, I started kind of like every other transgender woman nowadays. We go on Instagram, and there's this transgender community on Instagram. So I thought, I'm going to get in there. I'm going to make some friends. I'm going to learn people. I'm going to talk to people. It's going to be great. Um, I did talk to a few, but the ones that I really wanted to talk to that was a little bit further into their transitioning, um, kind of just ghosted whenever I made that um, initial call out of course i've talked to him since and they were like oh my god okay uh we should have not done this but so it was then that i vowed that if somebody did reach out to me um any transgender person um that i would definitely be there regardless for one or another but i guess somebody that influenced me the most it was just the people that i i kept around me uh the support of my friends and um um, the online community, and then the work that I've been doing in the community here in Sacramento, too. Hmm. So moving to coming out then, how did that go? Especially since, again, you you had a, a, a start and a stop. What was it that made you pull back and then uh, finally dive in full time? Okay, so in 2001, I came out um, for the first time, and I start, I've actually started on hormones. Um, I was in Texas at the time. I was in Houston. Um, a prominent part of the community there, actually, um, that's where I started uh, running and moderating a, a support group. I was, um, at the time, I was 30, um, I'm sorry, 29 years old, 30, 29, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was old enough already uh, to kind of to kind of piece together a lot of things and all. Um, I spent a year on HRT. Um, I was uh, seeing a counselor and I was doing everything that I was supposed to do. 
an ex-wife number two decided, um, because she is the uh, mother of my son, that if I did continue anymore, that um, she would um, take my son away from me. Mm. At the time, there was no way that that was not going to happen. Um, they favored the mother all the time, and gender played a horrible part in... Um, they were able to do that, or, or that was actually able to happen. So, um, so I pulled back out of the love of my son, and um, that's when I decided, yeah, I'm. I need to refocus myself on just getting rid of it. And boy, was I stupid and foolish about that. I don't think you can give yourself too much crap about that. It, it, it. That's a very tough situation, and you know, making the decision for the family is is always is always a tough one. Um, you know, putting putting yourself above that and can be really difficult. But I'm sure, as as you found, it was um, it presented more challenges to try and be something you weren't. So when you did finally realize that this was something you had to do, this is you you can't fight it anymore. How did you come out? Were there particular <laughs> techniques that you used that were successful, unsuccessful? How did that go? So when I came out, um, it was really weird. Um, I was married to wife number three, and I came to I came to California for work, and it was an extremely good job, extremely well paid. So I thought I'll go out there for a little while, um, and when I do, then I will. You know, we'll be able to save money. We were going to move back to Texas again. We were going to build a future there. Um, when I was here, and it probably was two, three months afterwards, my now ex-wife, which is, by the way, one of my best friends ever, and still my soulmate. And we talk on a daily basis. And such a mm. loving, beautiful person. He's remarried, but still... I love every portion of her, and the friendship that we have now is amazing, absolutely amazing. So that part was okay. But she told me at the time, hey, you are transgender, and there is no getting away from this. And I was in California, and she told me, she said, I think you need to go do this now because you're in the right place, the right time, the right head, your son's grown. It's time to do it. So I I thank her still today because she kind of pulled that rug from out underneath my feet. And at that time you were still together, right? Yes, we were. Um, and it didn't take long for, I mean, we, we just knew she wasn't a lesbian. That's, the, that's mm -hmm. the best part about it, I guess, or the hardest part about it is because I had to lose that. But I also still gained a better relationship with my best friend. So, um, and like I said, we're inseparable. Absolutely. Oh, that's so amazing. Uh, was she the hardest person that you had to speak to about this? Or was there someone else that you kind of put at the top of that list? No, that was probably the easiest. Um, <laughs> my, my hardest was my son. It was absolutely my son. And I put it off and put it off and put it off until I couldn't put it off anymore. Um, because I... While he was growing up, I, I coached his baseball team. I, I mean, everything, everything was masculine built. It was all around sports and, and being more masculine and everything like that. So 
Um, it was really hard for me to um, come out to him. When I did, I was scared to death. And mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how it's really going because I came out to him, I told him. He was sad about it, of course. And then um, he, he, um, and then what had happened was I told him that, hey, I'm starting transitioning now. Um, and he was okay with it. Um, I still talk to him. I still tell him that I love him and he still tells me that he loves me, but we don't talk about my life here in California at all and never have. And I don't want to bring it up on what him to. Yeah, I guess that's a, a wise thing to do to leave him the space to come to grips with it and to accept it and um, basically to ease into it. But yeah, that's very tough. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. How did things go with the other main aspect of your life with work? Because you got yourself into a, a pretty a masculine male dominated field. How did that go? So I've been a lineman for 27 years and I don't know if people know about that, but we work on power distribution lines um, throughout the nation and everything. So it is extremely male dominated. Hardly any females are linemen. There are some, but hardly many of them at all. Um, I was very scared about that too. I think that was probably the second scariest that I did because I didn't want, I've been in this field for so long and I've been put in, in these prominent positions to, to lead. And I didn't want to lose the confidence that the guys had in me or, or um, I didn't want them to second guess me because I was quote unquote transgender now or a female and so i put that off as long as i could too Hmm. um the only reason why i went to go tell him finally was because my name and gender change were just about to come in effect and if i wanted a paycheck i better go to work and let them know what's going on so um so basically i kind of forced my hand but the most amazing thing happened when i did do that how people embraced me such love and affection and nobody second guessed me and they still respect me for what i do now and come to me all the time actually i am the manager of 14 guys and all 14 of them are probably more protective than anybody else i know i've been into um the ibd ibew which is the uh, local union for um electrical workers and um, I got my name and gender changed through them here locally in Northern California. As far as I know, I'm the only one that has here. I don't know about internationally, but I am the first one here because they didn't have any policies or procedures to do that. And I worked with them hand in hand for the last three months and trying to put this all together. So kind of paved the way for some of the people coming through as linemen and transgender, which a lot have been reaching out to me now. In your greater sphere talking to people about this were there any people that um that supported you that you weren't expecting or that supported you in a way that was above what you expected okay yes this is an easy one for me to answer every single one of my friends i did not have confidence in uh, them accepting me and uh, being transgender 
Um, they they saw where I grew up. Uh, they saw how I grew up, how I was. I there was no hardly any hint of femininity in me whatsoever. And like I said, I tried to fight it as long and as hard as I could. Mm. Um, when I finally told my friends, I was I was at the point where I was going to lose all of them, or I thought I was going to lose all of them. And I have not lost one of them. Not one person has been lost. As a matter of fact, I've got other ones coming out of the woodworks from high school going, oh my God, what a great thing this is. And we are so happy. And and I don't take I don't take um compliments very well. <laughs> I'm still working on that. Um, but you know, calling me a strong person and strong willed and and um, just the straight up love that I got from them um, was just amazing for me uh, to have that feeling. And, and my best friend going, I don't care who you are, as long as I know that my friend is still there. So what was your experience trying to find community to belong to in the beginning? So when I, when I first started, I was in... Um, I was in Sonora. I don't know if a lot of people know um, a portion about Sonora. It's a beautiful place, very, very small. So no community whatsoever um, there. I, I uh, then moved to Sacramento or closer to Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And there is where I found the community at. Um, I found the Gender Health Center here in, in Sacramento. And that was my first stop only to... Um, because it was it was a um place that was referred to me by the um by the therapist that I had at the time and um it was a perfect way to start and and get to and I've done a lot of work uh, a lot of volunteer work there now um what are some of the the good specifics that um are how that community has helped you through your journey so I help facilitate two support groups and mm -hmm. they're they're extremely dear to me one more so than the other probably and um but i do help facilitate and this is along with a um a licensed professional counselor um she's there for the professionalism i'm there for the experience um and it has worked um tag teaming these have has worked so tremendously but one of them is my is is a group of transgender teens, and um, so that kind of made me settle into uh, more of an influence of wanting to take care of myself more and wanting to grow myself more, um, and and then it brought me more towards the uh, online community during uh, COVID, mm -hmm. and that's when I transverse, and that's when I actually I started I found Billy. Um, because Quarantine Kitchen is the greatest show ever, mm -hmm. uh, and I miss it, and I miss Billy, um, but that's how I kind of found y'all, is because um, after Quarantine Kitchen came this show, this was one of my first shows that I got to watch, and um, so amazing, the people, the love, the warmth here, um, just made me feel comfortable, so that's where I got to expand on online, mm. and i haven't left yet so. <laughs> yet yeah i don't like that word but it's fine um like to leave <laughs> so you found uh, billy's show did you find her on instagram or here on the on the twitch channel instagram I'm, 
I started watching Quarantine Kitchen on Instagram, and then I was like, ooh, they do it over on the Transverse. Let's go over there. Because y'all had more people, of course, mm-hmm. to chat with. And so that was really cool for me. Looks like we're already to our uh, big ethereal question. What does transition look like for you, or, or what does it mean to you on a deep level? I love this question, and I love when you ask your guests this question. Um, And by the way, I know all these questions already because I'm here all the time. But on a deep level, it's about, and this is how I feel about it, my soul was broke, and it shattered to pieces, and it all fell to the ground. And some parts were lost, some parts weren't. Some parts were different than I wanted them to be. But the good part was, is I was able to gather them all back up and piece them together. But I got to piece them together differently um, this time. And in a better spot, in a better shape, in a better form, and definitely in a better mental place. So for me, transitioning saved my life. It put me in a mental place in my life that I am so content right now that I just, I, there's nothing that can drag me down from this high right now. That's so amazing. I love, I love to hear that. On the flip side of that, you know, when we're going through transition, we're looking to transition all of these things. There's a lot of fear involved. What were some of the mm. key fears that you had and how did you overcome those? Work was probably the biggest key fear. I was like, oh my God, if I start going to the doctor, are they going to start as my insurance company going to go? Um, your your employee is taking female hormones. I was very worried about that. Mm-hmm. for sure they don't say anything about that. So if you were out there and you were afraid of that, um, don't be afraid of it. Um, I was I was fearful for losing friends. I was fearful for losing. I think the most thing that I'm really fearful of now is my son not talking to me. As of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case. Um, I have lost my immediate family, um, because they just can't understand it. And that's, that's fine. I, I, I'm not mad about that. I'm disappointed. Um, but you know what? They have their own opinion and own portion. And I have a family here and, um, I have a family here in Sacramento too. And, and people, um, have been coming out of the woodworks with that. And everything but i think the biggest fearful thing that i had was work um because it was such a male dominated field um and i was scared shitless to be honest with you and and when i finally just pressured through it um and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this right now a lot of people and they're transitioning fear a lot of things and to be honest with you if you would just do it the fear would be gone and the fear would subside. Um, people talk about gender dysphoria all the time. And let me tell you, since I've come out to work, I live full time. Um, I have been accepted into the society and I have no dysphoria whatsoever. Hardly anymore. I mean, none. I get to live my life. I've got more stuff to do, but I get to live it. That's amazing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely my story. You know, just, just giant fear, just gut wrenching fear after another. Like once I would, I would break through one barrier, then the next one was, was just as terrifying to me. And yeah, it was, it was just nonstop. 
there was always something that I was terrified of until I finally came out fully and lived as myself. Did you, um, did you set out, set out any kind of plan or have any goals in your transition that have since shifted as you've moved along? Where I was going to live shifted for sure. Hmm. Uh, because I was, I was planning on going back to Texas and to be honest with you, I'm really happy that I'm here instead because the people in California are amazing. They are amazing with transgender people. And I don't live down, I guess, where you are, um, and, and some of those, and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of transgender people down there. I'm, I'm up here in the, um, mountaineer foothills of the Sierra mountains. And so we have a little bit different, uh, portion up here, but still most amazing time people. I, I talk to people on a daily basis at work and, um, I have never once had anybody or any kind of indiscretion whatsoever with anyone. Um, so this is an amazing place to be. I can't tell you how many times I pulled into a house and it on the front gate says Trump 2020. And I'm like, oh, this ought to go real well. Um, so I walk up and they go, oh, Danny. And I was like, yes. So they hear my voice and then they go, oh, Danny. <laughs> so. So they, they get to talk to a transgender woman and, and a lot of them have not even batted an eye at it. When I start rattling off what is going on work-wise, mm -hmm. they're like, yep, never mind. Don't even need to talk about anything or, or the elephant in the room right there anyways. So you mentioned that you don't really, f um, struggle with this for you these days that, you know, you've fully come into yourself are there things that you particularly do to find validation or just basically to supercharge it on a day-to-day -day basis i love absolutely 100 percent love when my cisgender friends include me in the hey you're one of the girls now um so different things like a wedding um that i have coming up that i'm gonna go to um hey we're going to get our nails done today we're going to um do this or or we're gonna go shopping which is my favorite pastime by the way um nice. so uh, realistically that is what makes my life so much more complete is because it was sit back drink beer with the guys um let's talk some shit let's talk some football um and now it's more hey um who cares about football now um, what do you think about this? And, oh my God, I got to go to this. What do you think I should wear kind of thing? So it's switched. The whole demeanor of life has just switched and I am loving it. Absolutely loving it. I'd rather cook. Actually, I'd rather shop, but I love cooking too. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite pastimes. And if, if I'm not on, uh, the transverse discord, <laughs> Or on Twitch on a show, um, I'm cooking or I'm, I'm dabbling Fortnite every now and then too. So. <laughs> we talked a minute ago about fears. What have been some of the key hurdles that you've had, either internally or externally? We, you know, um, those fears sort of present a lot of blocks, um, but you know, there are are things outside as well that can actually be in our way. What what was your way of getting through those? The only, the only thing that I had um, a little bit of controversy about was when I changed my name and my gender marker uh, legally, um, that whole paperwork process to change everything over from male to female was 
insane and not over with yet. And and my name has been legally changed since May or June, hmm. I think. Um, the credit card companies are horrible with it. Um, the one thing that really shook me is I got my social security done first after I got um, the um, the paperwork to do it from the court. Um, go in to uh, do something with credit, and they can't find Dustin, which was my dead name, mm-hmm. and they can't find Danielle, which is my new name. So I'm like, well, hell, I'm lost in space somewhere. <laughs> so having that right there and having to deal with all three credit bureaus to tell them, look, dummies, um, I am not this anymore, I'm this now, um, was like pulling teeth. It was amazingly crappy. <laughs> and still is, actually. Is there anything specifically that you feel you've been able to accomplish because of your transition? Oh, my God. Um, yes, I guess I guess one, the, um, one of the best things, I, I just never could talk about things. I always put everything on the back burner and I always hid um, problems that I had and I never would share them with anybody. And um, I felt ever since I transitioned that I'm much better with that. I'm much better with conversation. Um, I was never, as a male, I was I, kind of an asshole. I was, you know, never empathetic and, and anything like that. And I am way much more um, empathetic and, and more helpful. I love new transgender people. And I love to take them and go, hey, I can't do this for you, but I can tell you that it's going to be okay. And if you have any questions, call me. I can't tell you how many calls I get or how many messages I get um, per day. There's a lot. There's a tremendous amount, but I love it. What is your favorite thing that you've learned along your journey about either yourself or the world around you? Um, I learned that that um blood doesn't always make family um and and what you what you bring into your heart and what you bring into your soul and into your mind after you start transitioning is exactly what needed to be there the whole time um and when you come into that and when you come to find that it's it it's euphoric there's euphoria and we can make a show about it Called the transgender show, of course. But. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have to give to younger closeted trans folks out there? My God, I love this question. <laughs> and here's why I run, or I'd not run, a moderated transgender teen site. And here's what I tell them Don't rush your transitioning. Whatever you do, don't take the fast track. Love every portion of it and love every minute of it. There are so many important things to just the little details that will make you and make you a better person in life. So the people who want to hurry up and become a female or hurry up and become a male that is transgender is only going to hurt themselves in the long run. Make sure that you savor it. You make it beautiful. You make it your own. And never, ever try to fast track that or take any shortcuts.
That's beautiful advice. I love that. Yeah. Um, be true to, to your transition and exactly. don't judge yours against anybody else's and feel like any pressure to do it any faster than you need to. I love that. Their, their transition is going to be different from yours and mine's going to be different from Emily's and everybody's is all different. So don't take what's happening in my life. Um, bad stuff that's happening in my life and make and, and putting it towards yours. Cause it's definitely not, we're all different. We're all different people. It was so important to me. Um, it's funny because I, I started this show, like I said, to help that, that younger version of myself. And yet I, this old version of myself has gained so much from being part of it and hearing all the variation of transition and how people are moving through their journey. And the fact that there is no one set way, it's really easy to kind of glom on or, or, or perceive a certain path and a certain timeline for moving through transition uh, through social media. And it's just not true. Like you can meander and kind of come back and, and loop back and, and then move forward again that, you know, yeah, I love that. It, it's, it's your journey, make it yours and, and accept that. Things get mixed up, take a step back. And you can always, like you said, take two steps forward. That's the beauty of it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Transgender Show from The Transverse Network. Watch this show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash The Transverse and later on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Transverse. Be sure to follow our guest Danny on Instagram at dannyg1971. If you love what we're doing and want to help support The Transverse and get access to exclusive content, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash The Transverse.